Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, a show designed to help current and future Rotarians find purpose through service. Our show's promise is a dedication to sharing stories, experiences, and opportunities for those searching for service, and how Rotary has been the organization to bring it together. The goal of the show is to grow the Rotary family by connecting through service projects. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Together we're going to do a deep dive into the heart of Rotary service above self. Woohoo! Ooh. Do you ever notice that that, 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 that one sentence is a run-on sentence every week? Yes. I'm always like... <laughs> yes, I do. Punctuation! <laughs> I think you... I did write up. that. Hey. <laughs> I will take full accountability for, <laughs> for it. Well, welcome, everyone. And um, as all of you know, we love to entertain having guests on this show. And today we have Eric Johnstrude who is the Vice Chair and Country Officer for North Star Youth Exchange. For Spain. For Spain. España. So, welcome, Eric. We're happy to have you. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good, good. Well, and we're excited to hear more about you. And we did a little bit of a dive before we started the show and went live. So we, we've got some fun facts about you. But let's, uh, let's start with, where are you from? Well, I grew, grew up around Albert Lee uh, on the family farm that's still in the family after, I think it's almost 150 years now. Oh, wow. And uh, went to college at Gustavus Adolphus College in St. Peter, where I met my bride. Lovely. Um, went, to, went to law school at William Mitchell College in St. Paul. And uh, let's see, I practiced law. I practiced law for a year in Alexandria, Minnesota, before we moved to Winona. And I practiced there for 36 years in a private practice. Um, I have three ties to you on all of this right now. First and foremost, my mother grew up in Fairmont, Minnesota, which I know is not too far from Albert Lee. We used to drive through it. Um, Uh I went to St. Mary's University in Winona, Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm like, Gustavus, yes. Oh, I know all of this. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that detail. So um, Joe joked earlier that you're a recovering lawyer. Retired, <laughs> I feel sorry, like every, every attorney, attorney I talk to that is retired is like, yeah, still recovering. <laughs> yeah. And you had mentioned yeah. that you still get questions, correct? Oh, oh, yes. Well, I retired a um, little over a year ago, and people always, oh, I have, I have one friend who says, you need to do my will for me. And I said, nope, can't do it anymore. Don't have <laughs> malpractice insurance, and the state doesn't allow me. So, what, so what was, were you an estate attorney, or what was your focus? You um, most of it, my sorry. focus was uh, real estate and uh, business law. And uh, probate estate planning type things. Okay, very fun. So cool. After after retirement, though, um, we moved to Northfield. So we now live in Northfield, Minnesota. Okay. And um, uh, I'm a member of the Rotary Club here, as I was in Winona. I've been involved in Rotary for oh, let's see, 37 years. Wow, and that you literally just stole the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask you if you are a fellow Rotarian and which uh, club it was you were a part of. 37 years, that's um, 
you know, for somebody who's only been in Rotary for a year, quite impressive. <laughs> well, well, of course, my parents uh, made me join when I was five years old, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. How, how were you introduced to Rotary? Well, uh, when I when we moved to Winona and I joined the law firm there, the partners in the law firm said, you need to join a service club. And the other um, uh, attorneys in the office, they were in different um, clubs, and no one was in Rotary. So I, I w- joined Rotary, and um, I have never regretted it. But uh, uh, it's been... It's been a, uh, definitely an interesting and rewarding experience. That's fantastic. Do you have a favorite service project that you've done? Um, Probably so many to project. pick from, right? <laughs> well, I I just consider Youth Exchange the ongoing service project because mm, it, sure. it just kind of never ends. And I remark to people that this is kind of like Practicing law because once you once you complete one thing, it you st- start on to a next. So it just keeps going around and around and around. <laughs> the the top of one mountain is the base of another one, right? <laughs> That's about it. Um, how did you get involved with Youth Exchange? Well, initially, um, shortly after I joined, the position opened for Youth Exchange officer. And I said, well, I'll give it a try. And Mm -hmm. I did it for uh, several years. Then I kind of got out of it doing some other things, working on, you know, Paul Harris Foundation type stuff. And then I got back into it later. um, And I wasn't really uh, that involved in North Star itself, the the larger youth exchange program. um, But I was working at the club level. And then uh, my daughter, uh, after we'd been a host family for a student from France, got the youth exchange bug and applied for long-term exchange, and she was uh, selected to go to Spain. And she went on Spain for, on, she was on a long-term one exchange in 2013 to 2014, and I shortly after her leaving, I took over as the country officer for Spain, ha- working with uh, counterparts in Spain on exchanges. Very cool. Where did she end up going? She went to Tres Cantos, which is a uh, northern suburb of Madrid. And um, she's since then, she's, well, she got the bug. She got what we call wonder, Wanderlust. Um <laughs> And uh, but she she uh, later uh, while she was in college she she spent a semester in Argentina so mm. she's basically fluent in Spanish at this point. That's great, and then that's the connection to you becoming the the, the country um, officer officer for Spain. That makes sense. Yep, makes complete that's sense. That's where what got me involved there. Um, and since then, um, I've kind of um, I moved up a little bit. I'm vice chair, and I'll be the chair of the program starting in July. Ooh, congratulations! Yes, congratulations! Now, well, thank you, Jackie, um, our our former guest last week. Mm-hmm. She currently holds the chair, right? Isn't That's that? correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. 
Now, I don't know if Jackie yeah. told us what her plans were after. Did she? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably uh, long walks on the beach and sunsets. And <laughs> Retiring. <laughs> She's like, I'm hey, I have jobs for her. She's already, <laughs> she already has a job for next year. She knows it too. So yeah, uh, we have two year terms. Okay. And this is the this is the um, end of her two year term and at the end of June. And uh, so um, I'm looking forward to her help for the future as I've helped her this, through this year. That explains that. That's neat. I was going to ask what the term looked like and, you know, how that how that cookie crumbled, as I like to say. <laughs> what are you most excited mm-hmm. about to, to take over the, the chair role? Oh, boy. Um, well, I see a lot of challenges. Um, you know, after two-year hiatus from Youth Exchange uh, that we had due, due to COVID, um, w- Jackie has done a lot of work um, building up the program again, and we still need to get back to where we were before uh, COVID. And uh, I have lots of ideas um, on this end, uh, whether they'll be able to come to fruition, who knows, but, but that's a good thing when you're first starting out as chair. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're really excited to hear more about, you know, the the future of what uh, what the youth exchange is going to look like and what, you know, what your role is going to be. We're going to go ahead and transition into our next segment in the next minute or so. So we're just yeah. going to kind of cut this one, <laughs> cut this. It's funny. We were just entering into a subject. You could tell that was going to go like five or six uh-huh. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. I, I understand. Yeah. So, um, we yeah, have, we'll just, we'll just transition. We'll roll out. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, As a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. We'll see you in a few minutes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And as a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. And we sure love those five-star reviews. And there are a few out there. It's been awesome to see them. (laughs) Stoking the ego. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you to everybody who has um, done that and and left us those five-star reviews. We certainly appreciate it. It's good feedback. Um, If you are tuning in for the first time, we have Eric Johnstrude, who is the vice chair and country officer for Spain of the North Star Youth Exchange. And so North we'll- Star Rotary Youth Exchange. It's a lot. It's a oh lot. Gosh. I feel like we, we should just come up with a really cool acronym like awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, Eric, well, let's dive into what your role entails and the relevance and the importance of it. So can you share with our listeners what that means? As chair of... Uh, um, I would oversee basically the program and um, um, make the plans for the program um, for the future. Um, if you're talking about a country officer role, I can get into that. There's a lot of nuts and bolts in that one. Well, why don't we start with the the vice chair role first, yep. and then we okay. can always explore the uh, 
the the country country officer officer. I think that was, that'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, first of all, as vice chair, this is kind of, this is um, kind of the learning experience where you learn how the system works. And I had knowledge of it before being country officer, but you see a little different angle um, of how the system works when you look at uh, the whole program. We have the long-term exchange. We have the short-term exchange. uh, We have inbound students. We have outbound students. uh, There's aspects of uh, we have um, a board that oversees um, North Star that includes uh, district governors, district governors-elect, district governor nominees. Uh, You work with the board um, to keep them apprised of the situation. And the treasurer, obviously, uh, you work with him as to um, keep keep track of how the finances are going for the program. So, uh, in as in my role as vice chair, uh, I've done different things. I've worked with our orientation committee that has uh, developed the orientations as which which are part of our process for uh, the future outbound students. What they do. Um, I've also worked uh, with their countries, uh, country officers. I've overseen uh, the operations of, of the country officers and helped them with training. Um, when they run into problems, I, I try to help them out as best as I can. Uh, so I've seen a lot of different angles on things as vice chair. So you do a little bit with everything. <laughs> you touch yeah, it all. It. You touch it's it all. It. <laughs> <laughs> And can you remind our listeners, I know that you mentioned this when we were off air, but can you share what the term looks like for that vice chair role? Uh, the vice chair role is usually a two-year term. So it, it mirrors the chair role uh, in that um, when the chair comes in, uh, usually there's a vice chair who's, in, who's waiting in the wings, who's going to be there for two years before they end up becoming chair. Yeah, I've always loved Rotary for their succession planning. Like, they're very, Mm -hmm. very thoughtful in terms of, you know, having certain limits on how long you're there, but also having somebody in the wings that can step in at any given time. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, as you know, people move, people's lives change, and being able to be adaptable has been really important. I mean, our club, like our club locally has utilized the, you know, the chain of command, um, quite quite a lot mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just with people right. moving and stuff so i'm sure that you, you appreciate having the backup too when you step into that chair role and who's stepping into uh, to your vice role or vice chair role excuse me um that'll be elaine bauman who right now is is in charge of the step program and i think you're going she, to be talking to her in two, two weeks. weeks yeah two weeks yeah, yeah. it's like that yeah. name we get the familiar. whole gang it's really- great <laughs> I have a little story to tell you about succession and and sure. jumping in though. When I was uh, in Winona, a member of the Winona Rotary Club, um, one of the one of the officers of the club had talked to me and asked me uh, if I if if the current president elect was not around, would I be willing to step in and and take over as president when the term started? Mm-hmm. And the president-elect was the superintendent of, of the local school in Winona. And a month before he was to take office as president, he took a job in California. <laughs> so well, I was, 
I had no training other than just a general knowledge of, no, of rotary, and I became president um, of the Winona Rotary Club. This was like 1989. So Okay. When you were seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, and we, we want you. <laughs> how, do you yeah, how do you feel it went, though, in, in just doing that succession and um, ha- kind of having that fall on your plate and and rather rapidly too uh let's just say um i'm glad i was young when it happened because Mm -hmm. i don't think i'd have the energy now to do it uh (laughs) it i think it went okay i think um i started off with lots lots of energy and i started to run out of steam towards the end of it sure (laughs) you're drinking from the fire hose for sure Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many? I, I just picture I picture that cartoon of the dog sitting at the table with like the restaurant on fire, and yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's this fine. Is all fine. This is all fine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel? Um, so, just a follow up question from the vice chair and then country officer. What do you feel like the true importance is with both of those roles? Well, there are little different levels. Um, the chair is more is is more of leadership um, in providing this providing support to the volunteers that work in North Star, um, providing uh, somewhat of vision for the future. Um, the country officer is more hands on, deal with the, the the students that are here, deal with your counterparts, uh, making those arrangements. So it's it can be pushing a lot of paper around, which, of course, falls within my bailiwick as a, as a former attorney. Bailiwick, again. God, I've been hearing, I've been here. I haven't heard bailiwick ever used ever, and then now I've heard it like 10 times. And you've used it, And too. I've used it. <laughs> In conversations, like we've had friends over, and he's, he's whipped great. that word out a couple times, and I'm like, good job. Good, yeah. Good word. It's a great word. <laughs> yeah. Maybe talk a little bit more about what the the, the country officer looks like. Sure, um, the country officer. Um, let's let's start with a typical year. What um, what the country officer would be doing? Initially, the country officer would make the contact with the country they're assigned to. In my case, Spain, um, to talk about okay, how many students do you think you want to send to us? How many uh, can we send you? Typically, we have a one-for-one exchange, and with Spain, we've had pretty good relationship. We usually send four or five students from our program to Spain, and they send four or five back to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just working to, with them to work out the agreement, which uh, has become pretty standardized at this point. But um, then you, what you do is you um, will start to... Uh, prepare the outbound students for going to Spain. Now, we have an orientation process where we have three orientations that cover a multitude of subjects, but part of that, part of those orientations are breakout sessions for each country group. Mm-hmm. And during the, those breakout sessions, we'll talk about things uh, that they need to know about Spain, things that they need to know about how to get to Spain, mm-hmm. like visas, which is which with Spain is a uh, rather complicated process. But um, that's those are things you cover. 
you talk to the parents, you talk to the students, and explain all all those things. And it, it's, to a certain extent, it it's reassurance too that that this will all happen. Sure. And um, once you get done with the orientations, the students um, you know, compile their documents for the visa application. They go; they have to go to Chicago for their visa application in the case of Spain. Huh. And then um, we set up their flights and put them on the put them on a plane, so they arrive in Spain first week of September. Wow. So uh, that's that's the outbound process. But then at the same time, we're having students come in from Spain. We welcome them at an orientation in September, uh, and then we will see them off, off and on during the year uh, as country officers at events. Um, they come to one of the orientations and talk to the uh, future outbounds and talk about you know what life is like in Spain, and um, you know they're involved in district activities. Uh, for instance, uh, Rotary Awareness Day at the Capitol, we had. Uh, 36 inbound students at uh, Rotary Awareness Day, and they they got it. They were involved in the program. They had a capital had capital tours. They got to see the Senate in session, and we had some photos in the rotunda. So that was a great day for the inbounds. They had a great time with that. What a cool yeah, experience. you're you're like a you're like the transition officer essentially. Yeah. You help transition people out and yep. people in. A lot of logistics That's happening. Great. I'm excited to hear more about that in our next section here. We're going to be transitioning out of this one, but I have a really great question for the next segment too, and I can't wait to <laughs> I can't wait to ask it. <laughs> As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. If a candle shop burns down, does it smell good? Think about it. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And the joke maker, essentially. (laughs) As a reminder, (laughs) you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. And five gold stars, especially for that joke. (laughs) (laughs) But really think about it. (laughs) Yeah, think about it. So, Eric, Stay away from candle stars. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about... um, your role as vice chair and then the country officer of Spain as well, the importance around that. And the, I loved how you explained the orientations, but it would be Mm -hmm. awesome to hear more in the vein of like when, when the um, youth exchange students are returning back here to the States, what does it look like upon their return um, and their involvement and like, Maybe there isn't any involvement, but let's talk about what that looks like as well. Well, certainly. And, yes, there is involvement, and we like to keep them around because they're a a valuable asset to to Rotary and to North Star. Mm -hmm. Um, Students usually get back from long-term exchange uh, in June or early July, and Usually, especially this year, we'll be having uh, what we call a rebound weekend. And during that rebound weekend, the students that have been um, abroad 
we'll have a chance to get together with uh, our Rotex, which which are former exchange students who are uh, organized and help out with with North Star uh, to talk about their experiences. And I think we're going to have an overnight uh, session this time where um, they can do some bonding. And it's all part of uh, something uh, to help them deal with with reverse culture shock. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, sure, depending and, on where uh, they go, they've got to they've got to feel some massive culture shock, and then coming back to it, going, yeah. "Oh, because they're yeah. just forever changed." Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. That's one of the the things that's been noted about Rotary Youth Exchange. There's a psychologist in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, Dennis White who has studied uh, Rotary Youth Exchange students, and he maintains that during the exchange year, Rotary Exchange students uh, can mature as much as five years mm-hmm. in the one year. And they, so, that, so coming back, you know, we always tell students that it may take a while to adjust, and you may not have the same interests as your friends your that you had before you left have um the, the you might think that something they want to do it may may be a little silly sure. um you know there's things that you that that change obviously and i remember when my daughter came back from exchange she was a gap year student and was going to college uh she was going to college uh, concordia in, in moorhead and once she got back to Concordia, or got to Concordia, she's going, what are all these rules for? I don't need all these rules. <laughs> she'd been basically living independently, you know, with the host family and doing things on her own for a year. And it was like, it's I like living with your parents after in. college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never did it's it. Putting so. the ketchup back in the bottle. It just doesn't work yeah. very well. <laughs> it's very true. Oh, I I am so glad that we like asked and posed that question because I didn't even think about the psychology of all of it oh, too. Man. And I, I mean, obviously, there's there's the culture exchange and the culture shock, but I it's it didn't even resonate with me that that also might be the case. But yeah, you don't think re- about the reverb when you get back, right? But so so fascinating to hear that there's this massive growth and maturity that that almost levels somebody up you ready to throw the kids in (laughs) (laughs) they're on the path how's that (laughs) i know i know they've got a few years they're eight and six so um, they got a few years to go but i think like wow i mean it's certainly something that kind of gets your your uh, wheels turning about you know if you have kids how incredible of an experience that could be. It'd be sad and you'd miss them. <laughs> well, it immediately makes me think of when they talk about astronauts, when they, they go into space and then come back yeah. and how pretty much everybody that's ever done it has like the way that they think changes because the way that they contextualize the world changes so much. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, this is kind of a little microchasm of it. You yeah. know, one question I wanted to ask in the last section that we didn't get a chance to is – it's got to be really interesting dealing with geopolitics, and I'm sure I, you know. You sound like you've got a country that's that's a little bit more mainstay in terms of like our exchange, but there's got to be some of these 
some of the countries that we're, we're exchanging with that, you know, idealistically we're so different or just the way that we run our policy, our politics, our, just, our culture is just so different that there's a huge gap to, to bridge. And I'm assuming that you guys are just absolutely integral in doing that. Oh, yes. We talk um, a lot with our students that are going out on exchange that they they need to realize that they are ambassadors for the United States and ambassadors for Rotary. And 100%, they're going yeah. to run into people who question them about things that are happening in the United States, about uh, political activity and various things. Uh, and we talk to them about how to deal with that, that not to be confrontational, that you know, maybe turn the question around and ask the ask the the person, well, what do you think about that? You know, and get their perspective on it because that's part of the exchange process is getting perspective mm-hmm. and yeah. seeing at things differently than what we're accustomed to seeing uh, on a daily basis here in the United States. Hmm. Very interesting. I love it. I sorry, I'm flipping back to my notes real quick because it was Ed and um from Braver Angels. Ed and Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Ed and Bruce. Um and I'm not sure if those names ring a bell to you, but they there's a lot of similarities there because of like the different political views, right? And you know, it's it's getting curious and asking questions um, so mm-hmm. that you can bridge the gap between differences, right? And that's no different with countries as well. And finding so. connection points, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Like it's, it's got to be a, a really interesting tightrope to walk sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you find that that uh, a lot of the exchange families are really nervous about the exchange program or are they pretty comfortable with it? Uh, I think what happens is they might be nervous on the front end and some of them are Rotary families or have had had uh, students that they've hosted, so they're familiar with how Rotary works. But I know that I know there have been students in the past who've been nervous about it. But as we go through the process and explain the structure, explain the supports, they are they become more comfortable with it. And because no, we have a whole network, I mean, Rotary is a huge network, and when you're going on exchange. Uh, the students are not going to be alone. They're going to have the support of a club. They're going to have the support of a district. They're going to have the support of uh, the the overall program uh, that may cover more than one district. And they're going to have the support back here if they really need it. So I think that's that's a big selling point for Rotary and Rotary Youth Exchange is the support that we can provide. Well, when we, when we talked with Jackie, we talked about the importance of Rotary being present in all of these locations just because it does present a, a core set of values and expectations. So, you know, it creates a little bit of certainty on the other side. I mean, do you feel that that's, that's relevant and true? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because we're all – Rotary International has rules that they set down for the program – uh, I mean, we obviously have State Department rules you have to follow, but but uh, there's there's commonality on how structure is supposed is supposed to be in these programs and the way these program uh, programs operate. That's amazing. Just one more question here, and then we'll move on to the next uh, segment. Um, you know, there's people out here that are are non-Rotarians, and I know that a lot of the exchange people actually aren't 
Rotarians. But if somebody's out there listening and going, either either they're thinking about their kids or they're they're them themselves going uh, and doing the youth exchange, what bit of advice would you give them? Uh, well, if they're interested, uh, I would say have them, have them contact their local Rotary Club would be the first step. If uh, they don't have one locally that they can identify with, they can certainly go online to uh, North Star Rotary Youth Exchange and uh, look at the information we have on the website that, uh, with regard to our program. Awesome. Great question, there's, Joseph. There's one point. Could I, could I make one more point? Sure. When we were talking, we got a little off topic when we started. We were talking about the students coming back. But the rebound weekend is important from a different aspect, too. And that's where our Rotex, our former uh, youth exchange students, help recruit those uh, returning outbounds into Rotex, into that organization, so they can stick around and help out and be part of this whole exchange process. Uh, All I can say is Rotex has the youth exchange bug. I mean, they are just amazing at what they do and their dedication uh, is incredible. Um, And you'll hear more about that, I think, uh, next week when Amelia uh, comes in for the interview. Oh, awesome. Exciting. We're going to transition to the next uh, section. As a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. And five-star reviews all around. (laughs) As a reminder, we have Eric Janstrud on. He is the Vice Chair and Country Officer to Spain for North Star Rotary Youth Exchange. I got it. Wow. Got it. That's that's, that's just such a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. so in our last section, Eric, we talked about what does it look like and, you know, just the psychology behind the, you know, either going over to a new country and then returning back to your country as well. Um, so thank you for that insight. We always love to end the show, though, with talking about what are your what's your what's your vision and how do you envision um, whatever your respective thing is, right? And for you, it's the youth exchange. How Talk to us a little bit about what that looks like and from your perspective. All right. Well, I see a lot of challenges for the coming um, two years and beyond. Uh, I think a, a big one for uh, us is marketing youth exchange and getting the message out there uh, We're still trying to build the program up from um, COVID and our our student population as far as exchange exchange students is down. Probably, I'd say, we're about 60% of what we normally would have had prior to COVID. And I think we need to be doing more to market our product, our product product, I guess. It's our youth exchange program to uh, to the to clubs, to the public, to parents, to students. We just need to get the message out there in, it, in the best way possible. 
Well, um, being on Rotary's number one show is <laughs> a great start. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackie did allude to like what those challenges would be, um, but um, what? So we talk about the challenges just in terms of like that that number count and being down. What did you say? Sixty percent. Forty percent. So they're sixty percent of what they oh, were before. Gotcha. Okay. So forty percent and. Do you think it's just is that still in the vein of COVID or wh- what do you what do you think it is? Okay, well, first thing <laughs> I'll say is this is common to um, other Rotary Youth Exchange programs in the United States. Uh, I think also North America uh, it, and other places around the globe that that the the applicants for youth exchange the numbers are down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two things I think impact that. COVID is one. The other one is the stu- students are in high school, and usually and b- prior to COVID, you'd be rubbing shoulders with exchange students. Sure. During COVID, during COVID you, you weren't because they weren't there. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think that makes a difference. Um, just being around exchange students, uh, people get exposed to different perspectives, different points of view, they, and get more interest in, okay, what is this youth exchange stuff? So uh, I think that's uh, one of the biggest factors um, that our numbers are down. Yeah, and, you know, the challenge for you is going to be you're not going to be able to use the, the COVID excuse anymore. Yeah. You're going to kind of be like, We're over crap. That hump. Yeah. <laughs> now we got to actually <laughs> solve the problem instead of just go, oh, COVID screwed it up. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's interesting. I, I think you have identified it though. Is is that the program didn't run for a couple of years, so you know it's hard it's hard to restart that whole process. And you know it's going to take some time. But you know from what I've been hearing, a lot of the grassroots things. You know, just going to the high schools, having more and more outreach on the local level sounds like where the low hanging fruit is. Um, mm-hmm. and that's definitely something that the, the, the local Rotary Club should be championing for you as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another one of our challenges is figuring out ways that we can support those clubs in their efforts. Um, you know, there's a, still a fair amount of clubs out there that are hurting from COVID and a loss of membership like other organizations uh, have lost members. Mm-hmm. So if there's, we'll be looking at ways we can help the sport club, support clubs in you know, hosting an exchange student mm-hmm. or helping um, uh, promote the program with the high schools, uh, you know, anything, with, maybe even sharing students. Maybe there's, there's clubs in, in cities that are close together. And I'll, you know, for instance, Austin and Albert Lee, maybe one can host and they can kind of share the other, the other, uh, the student with the other club. Those are just ideas out there that, that maybe we can pursue. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there are bad ideas. It's just, you gotta, we gotta get it. We gotta get out there and start doing it. I think of, I think of so much like on the local level of, well, first of all, I think of how, important youth exchange is to Rotary. And I I don't know if it's um, talked about enough. Just about every guest has been, you know, interacted with youth exchange on some level. Either they've been part of it or they've hosted Mm -hmm. uh, as a family. They've Mm -hmm. been part of it in some way. So it touches 
all all aspects. So it's it's really interesting to start those kids early in understanding what rotary is, understanding, you know, what other cultures look like. And I, I do think it's truly one of the lifebloods of Rotary, and we've got to kind of get her back into shape. And it sounds like you're the guy for the job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. You talk about getting students or getting um, students early interested in exchange. It brings up a, a program I just recently discovered, uh, and it's called Early Act. Maybe you're familiar with it. Mm-mm. No. No. Okay. It's a. It's a. Um, uh, it's a program that goes into the elementary schools, and they they cre- they start a club, and they have service projects that the elementary children get elementary students get involved in. Hmm. So, um, and you're and we're talking about not only um, this isn't necessarily youth exchange. This is just Rotary itself. And if you want to talk about keeping Rotary. Um, active and keeping membership of, of Rotary going, um, I think uh, it's something that we won't, might want to explore for uh, 5950 and 5960. Early act. Is that what you called it? Early yeah, Early I mean, as, so cool. as uh, you know, a father to two elementary school kids, I'm going, yeah, put them to work. Let's go. <laughs> Get them young. Get them young. Their, their, fa- their favorite service project is highway cleanup. They love it. Yeah. They found a hundred bucks a couple I was years say, ago. Mostly because and they found a hundred bucks. Now they have like serious incentive. Every single time that they hear about it, they're like, we're on it. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> so so there you go. Maybe maybe it's just plant hundred dollar bills <laughs> and yeah. buy them youth exchange. No, but that we also don't want to violate any child labor laws. So. Sure. <laughs> it's a donation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is an interesting concept though, and um, you know, we've got our district governor here right now and I'm sure he's listening in acutely listening into maybe that as an opportunity before his term is done. Right, Lloyd? <laughs> Thumbs up through the window, maybe. <laughs> well, Lloyd, we can talk about it next week at the NIAN conference. There you go. <laughs> Not <yet. laughs> Well, any last parting words of wisdom that you would like to give our listeners? Um, it doesn't have to be related to, to youth exchange. Probably should be, but, you know. It's your floor. Cool. Moves. Um, how many hours do you have? Um, a minute one, 30. One minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. Well, um, youth exchange is something that's been important to me, and I, and I think it's something that uh, really uh, can have a broad effect on the uh, uh, students here in the U.S., and students, students abroad, um, it's a way of making contact. It's a way of, of gaining perspective. And, you know, recently I had to fill out a survey about uh, what would be uh, a successful or a, a, uh, oh, a goal that, that uh, would show that your organization has completed its, its um, uh, well, had completed its goals. And I said, "World peace." There it is. And we're we're going to have to transition out here, but world peace, I think, was the perfect (laughs) ending segment. 
Rotary Youth Exchange equals world peace. Love it. Thank you to Eric. It was such a pleasure to have you on. As a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service. It's time to stop searching and start serving. Thank you.